Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel. And joining me, as always, is the man who rode in on the horse with no name, Christian Redshaw. <laughs> Christian, how are you doing today? I am doing very awesome. I'm, I'm particularly happy today about our guest today. Why don't you tell everyone who it is? Absolutely. We're really, really excited to have Cheryl McGrath. She is the Area Vice President and Country General Manager for Optive Canada. Uh, Cheryl, just a wonderful human being. Uh, we're really, really looking forward to having her on the show. So Christian and I are going to take a brief uh, momentary pause here, and we'll bring Cheryl aboard. Let's do it. Cheryl McGrath, welcome to the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Thank you for, very much for having me. I appreciate it. It's awesome. It's good to have you on. So tell us a little bit about your career journey so far. How did you get into uh, cybersecurity in the first place? And uh, part B, what is your role now at Optive? Well, uh, maybe I'll start with part B first, if you don't mind. So I'm responsible for uh, Optive in Canada. So Optive is a $3 billion organization based in the U.S. And, and uh, I launched the Canadian business in Canada six years ago. And we, um, we operate in 65 countries. We've got about 7,000 um, uh, customers across those, those uh, countries. And so all we do is peer play cybersecurity. We are responsible for um, uh, you know, doing work for a lot of Canadian organizations, um, whether it's government, whether it's all sectors, financial services, et cetera. Um, and we advise and deploy and then operate run managed services for many of those customers. So, so I've got a team, we've up to about 100 people now, and uh, everything from uh, service delivery people to salespeople to finance, et cetera. So that's, that's what I'm currently doing. And then I'll go to your, uh, your, your part A question is, is my background. So, you know, I, uh, I'm from Calgary, actually, I live in Toronto now. And when um, I, I graduated from university in Calgary, I didn't have a tech background and I ended up my first job working in a technology company and became very interested in that and self-taught. So I think when you're in, in technology, really any, any, uh, any part of uh, an organization, you have to be a self-learner and a continual learner. So, so I um, progressed through various organizations in, in the tech space. So at one point, I was running a 1,200-person services group, um, and then each each along the way, every, every time you know there was a new opportunity, I had to learn something new. And of course, in cyber now, there's something new every hour. Never mind <laughs> that you have to learn every month or every every couple of months. So um, just continued to progress. I, I spent a lot of time making sure I put my hand up for roles, and and that's what I talk to people about now is. You know, just just put your hand up. You can you can go learn what you need to to know and and uh, be brave and put your hand up, especially women in in the IT and cyberspace. So so various roles in uh, commercial, um, uh, private sector, and, and public sector as well uh, across uh, across the Canadian landscape. Thank you so much for sharing your, your narrative, uh, Cheryl. That's uh, wonderful to, to, to hear. And um, you know, one of the bits that we really wanted to focus on today with, with, with you, and you know, we know you're a tremendous champion for uh, diversity and, and inclusion, and especially with, with women in, in cybersecurity. Uh, and for, for myself, having been in this industry for 15 years, I mean, it's 
it's been very, uh, I remember one of the first conferences I went to, I thought, wow, there's a lot of middle-aged white guys here. And, um, and, and the, again, the irony is not lost on me 15 years later. Here I am as a middle-aged white guy. But uh, where are we right now in the diversity journey in cybersecurity? I mean, it, it's been a very male-dominated industry for, for many years, particularly you know, IT male-dominated industry. Where are we right now in terms of you know, uh, um, inclusion and, and retention, for, especially for, for women? Yeah, well, um, so in Canada, there's about 25% of the workforce in cyber that are female, or identify as female. So 25%, which is, you know, higher than it was the year prior, I think it was 20% the year prior, we, we continue to keep growing, and uh, including more people on the, just the overall DEI spectrum. You know, certainly you know, we've got a we've got a ways to go on uh, across the board. But from a female perspective, we're seeing more people put their hands up and 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 learn more about cyber and IT in general to uh, to move into this space. Absolutely. So it's getting better all the time. You know, we look at the Fortune 500 companies, um, and only 17% of CISOs are female. So I think I think that we've got work that we can continue to do there. And, uh, you know, in the Canadian space, for sure, we're, we're seeing a lot more women inside those senior roles as well, which, which is great. What, 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 what can um, leaders in, in the space do, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, you mentioned, you know, there's, you know, progress has been made, but there's still work that needs to be done. You know, what, what are some practical things that cybersecurity leaders in the space can do to make the environment more, um, more equitable and not just attract uh, the talent, but make sure that from a retention perspective as well, that women stick around after a few years, at, at least. And one of the things that I've heard in industry and I've seen from many industry colleagues as well is that, yes, they may get hired, but the environment is not set up for them to succeed and they go into another field within two or three years. So um, w where are we with that? And what, what are some like some practical things that leaders can, can do? Well, so, so there's the hiring and then the retention, kind of two different um, areas of focus on, on the hiring side, I would um, kind of step back prior to that and just say, you know, how do we get more people interested, females interested in cyber and, and IT in general, right? Cyber being kind of a subset. I always explain it's like a, a doctor, right? There's specializations inside medical profession. There's specializations inside IT. Cyber is one of them. But, you know, I really believe we need to get to um, uh, people much younger. So girls in, in elementary school and, and junior high and high school, that's really important. One of the things that I was very happy to see are, are examples such as Girl Guides now, which I think is age five or six to kind of early teens, offering badges in, in coding and in STEM. Um, the Ontario government, I'm in Ontario now, just launched um, coding for grade one students starting this past September. So, so I think that's critical. Um, you know, we, you, you need to understand what, um, you know, what coding is and, and what the, the marketplace is like to, to even be interested. And if you see someone that can, is doing it now, you're more likely to, to, um, to, to, you know, model that behavior and that, that interest. Um, I also think from a hiring perspective, we always talk about STEM inside um, and, and those kind of skills and attributes inside cyber and IT in general. And, you know, I, I've talked a lot um, about STEAM, so adding an A in there. So it's, yeah, the arts inside that. When, when we look at uh, what, what we've done and, you know, Dominic, you've been doing this for a long time as well. 
So as this field expands, there's certainly a requirement to have very good communication skills and analytic skills and business skills, um, which certainly, you know, STEM uh, individuals have, but it just adds one more layer of A, the arts, people that have that kind of background, which is what I have. And so, you know, if I, if I can go and learn all the, the, the technical side of it, so can other people, but I would say that we need to do as organizations spend more time trying to nurture and bring people in that don't have that STEM background. So, you know, I know many women that start as, as project managers or um, in, inside uh, organizations in various roles that then, uh, you know, get their certifications and, and move up. So I'm a big advocate of, you know, let's get some people starting and interested early and then also adding the, the A the, in, into STEM, so STEAM. So I think that's really important on the, on the hiring side. On the retention side, uh, you know, I, I, most women I know and, and men too, they're, they're continual learners. So, you know, how do we, how do we continue to, to feed that um, for those individuals and, and provide opportunities? Remote work is important. I, I know some colleagues I've got that have insisted people come back into the office and, and have, have lost uh, employees as a result of that. I think, you know, again, regardless of industry we're in, we need to be mindful of of that, uh, so I think that's important. Um, and also, I think you know, again, men, women, a lot of people in tech and cyber are pretty overworked right now. I think there's 3,500 open jobs in Canada alone in, in cyber, not just IT, but sci just the cyber part of it. And so, you know, with that that gap in 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 resources, the people that are there are overworked. So we need to be very cognizant of you know in, ensuring that people get time to have breaks, take time off with their family. And I think that that uh, work-life balance, I, I, I'm not sure that that exists, but um, just, just a recognition that people need some, some time and away is, is important. Uh, that's really interesting, Charlotte. And I, and I find that interesting about STEAM. You know, I, I never, uh, STEM, I've heard that acronym many, many times, but the STEAM I find to be really interesting because at least for me, you know, I mean, I, my, when I started my career, I was much more focused on the technical piece. But as my career has evolved, I'm, I'd say I'm much more focusing on on, on that broader art, art side. I spend much more of my day talking than I do actually uh, being in the technical weeds. So I, I, I think that's really interesting. And I also appreciate as well that you mentioned there about getting you know getting kids started early on, especially trying to remove the I guess the gender bias. You know, a lot, a lot of you know, kids will still see. Um, I can even think of my my own kids. You know, when when uh, my as my daughter was getting older, you know, when she started coding and she said, well, aren't, isn't that for boys? And we're like, no, it's not, you know, it's not for, it's not for boys, right? It's for, it's for everyone, right? Regardless of, of, of gender. So I think that's really interesting, like you're saying there, to get them started early, right? And then to really do what we can to, to remove those biases. Um, what, another thing that I wanted to ask you about, and I, uh, I know it's something that we have talked about previously in the show, but it's been, uh, gosh, I want to say it was probably at least two seasons ago when we had, um, uh, Lisa Kearney on the show, uh, uh, just want to know about Women in Cyber Day and sort of what that means and how that's observed in Canada. So, yeah, so, you know, it's certainly there's uh, a lot of interest around that, more so in the last couple, the last short while, I would say there's International Women's Day, of course, in March and then and then uh, Women's Cyber Day in September. And so we do a number of events around that to celebrate women. Um, there's uh, uh, Women in Defense and Security, I'm sure you're familiar with that, that, that does some work as well. So it's a small community, so we try and raise up and, and uh, uh, 
uh, recognize women that are in this field for sure. Uh, there were a lot of articles that were written as well, how to how to attract and, and retain women in, inside the cyberspace for, for that uh, as well. Thank you for sharing that, Cheryl. And, and uh, uh, one last question before we let you on with the rest of what I'm sure is a very, very busy day. So I don't want to be cautious. Bad guys never sleep. They never <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Uh, I, I wanted to know uh, if you could tell us a bit more about you know, some of the diversity programs, especially with, with uh, Opta's um, annual $40,000 scholarship, particularly for again, uh, people who are in uh, marginalized groups or you know, groups that where there is um, you know, barriers to, that are preventing them from, from furthering themselves and furthering their career. I'm wondering if you could share a bit more about those diversity programs. Yes, absolutely. So we launched a diversity program with a scholarship a couple of years ago, and it's focused on uh, giving um, recognition and, and a scholarship. It's $40,000, so and it's for Optive in North America, well, US and Canada. So if it's $40,000, that'll probably pay for a few years of Canadian college, but in the US, maybe one year. Um, but but um, and what we do is we want to recognize students that are, the, the people that have won so far are, are STEM students. Uh, maybe we'll add the A and an arts person will, will be a part of that. So there's an application process and, and which closes in January uh, in 2023. And you can go to optive.com uh, if anybody sees this and, and would like to apply for the scholarship. But what we do is we focus on, um, um, you know, women for sure. Where can we, we offer it to women? And then also some of the other uh, groups such as uh, African Canadians, African Americans, as well that, um, that that we're really trying to target for uh, ensuring that they get recognized and help them pay for their studies. That, that is just wonderful. And, and, and again, given how many barriers there are to, to get into this industry and how much gatekeeping there is, I think it's absolutely wonderful to see organizations like Optive stepping up to do what they can to, to remove those barriers and, and empower people um, and marginalized groups to to get into this wonderful field. So Cheryl, we're, we're very, very grateful to you for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. That was just a wonderful conversation and uh, you're welcome back anytime. Please come back anytime, Cheryl. We'd love to have another conversation with you. Well, thank you very much. I'll just leave you with this kind of my mantra where, which is, uh, you know, you can't take the elevator up, you got to take the stairs. So, um, you know, please for, for the women that are listening in, you know, just uh, always put your hand up and ask for these rules. And uh, just just keep on going, and we'll we'll increase that twenty five percent number uh, very soon. I I hope so. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Cheryl. Amazing, empowering energy from Cheryl McGrath, the area VP and country general manager for Optive Canada. Cheryl, thank you again. And Christian and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Optive is the cyber advisory and solutions leader, delivering strategic and technical expertise to nearly six thousand companies across every major industry. We partner with organizations to advise, deploy, and operate complete cybersecurity programs from strategy and managed security services to risk integration and technology solutions. At Optive, we manage cyber risk so you can secure your full potential. For more information, visit Optive.com. This week's episode of Cybersecurity Matters is brought to you by TELUS Business. The 2022 TELUS Canadian Ransomware Study highlights and busts some common myths about ransomware. One of the more common myths is that robust backups are a reliable way to recover from an incident. The study data shares a different story. Threat actors are increasingly using multiple extortion, 
with 63% of ransomware victims experiencing a multiple extortion attack, meaning their data was encrypted, exfiltrated, and held for ransom. In this new reality, backups can only solve half the problem, restoring your systems, but that cannot help recover any exfiltrated data. So while backups can be a useful tool within your overall recovery plan, proactively investing in ransomware controls to prevent and minimize the impact of an incident is a much more effective way to manage your risk. To learn more about how ransomware is impacting organizations like yours, visit telus.com slash ransomware study to get your free copy today. TELUS Business, cybersecurity that works for you. That was a very empowering conversation with Cheryl McGrath there. Sure. Uh, really, really appreciated her sharing her insights in terms of where the cybersecurity industry is right now in terms of uh, diversity and uh, uh, inclusion and what steps need to be taken to drive the industry forward yes. uh, in 2022 and moving onward. Um, what, were, what were some of your key takeaways? Yeah, I think changing the STEM to STEAM, putting the A in there for arts and talking about things that are non-technical that are important for candidates to have in, in the cybersecurity field, like communication, for example, which I think definitely you can resonate with. Uh, absolutely. I think it was a really like said, very empowering and uh, high-energy conversation with Cheryl McGrath, and we're very, very grateful to her for joining us on the show today. And as always, we want to extend a special thank you to our sponsors for today's podcast, uh, Optive, as well as TELUS Business. Uh, and again, a special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week uh, on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. And if you did happen to miss a previous episode, uh, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page and or on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, but until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again at some point in the near future on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm -hmm.